0: Didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Come on, Vischer. Let me in, you bum. Come on, Vischer. Let me in. Ah, uh, come on, mate. Let me in. I'm sorry I was late last week. How was I to know you were going to shift the times? Are you
1: prepared this week? Yes, I got here a day early even. Is that right? I'll tell you what, mate, there's more chance the Qatar Airways will start that 787 service on February 1st than you've got of getting in here without my coffee.
0: Oh, come on, mate, have a heart. I've got your coffee right here. In fact, I even heated it up over a burning lithium-ion battery, dude.
1: (laughs) Oh, good enough for me. I can't be mad at you forever. Come on in, you big lug. Oh, thanks, man. I'm sorry about last week. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't
0: all my fault, though, was it?
1: Well, you'd hardly expect me to blame myself. True,
0: but, I mean, you know, I'm really sorry. It's just been a very busy time since January 2nd. Oh, well,
1: that's all right. Anyway, we could go on like this forever. G'day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 232. We're both on deck this week, as you can tell. Hey, i tell you what, Grant, you said you were heating those, uh, that coffee of mine up with some uh, big lithium-ion batteries. Did you find a big deposit of them somewhere out in the outback?
0: Oh, mate, well, there was a whole lot with the name Qantas on them, but uh, one of them had been thrown out.
1: Really? Yes. Well, that must be the uh, Qantas 787-8 that's been uh, cancelled from the order. Now, they've already uh, culled that order significantly, but uh, now they're reducing it by one further. Yeah,
0: that's right, mate reducing it by one and it has absolutely nothing to do with the uh, problems and incidents and groundings and so on that the 787 is currently going through. If you really look at it, it's um, conveniently pushing the payment date back on the other side of uh, the end of the financial year Interesting, hey?
1: It is interesting. And it's worth noting, too, here that Qantas has uh, options for 50 of these aircraft over time. So, uh, you know, given that they haven't even received their first one yet, and uh, given all the problems that the 787s have had uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, that have been in the news there, um, I don't think Qantas is uh, in any hurry for them at this stage.
0: As they're saying, they're, they're still standing by their order for the 787, and they do expect them to uh, to help them out. And they are fully expect that all the problems will be resolved by the time they get theirs. So, probably a good thing that they're not one of the first customers to get them, hey? Yeah,
1: well, that's that's very, very true, Grant. And uh, one of the other things that they've been doing that's in the news this week is uh, announcing some uh, additional capacity amongst other aircraft types in their fleet, in this case, Q400s, and uh, interestingly 717s. We don't talk about Qantas 717s too often, do we?
0: No, they, uh, they inherited those when they uh, took over Impulse, uh, the uh, little airline that tried and uh, got snapped up. And in fact, the Impulse uh, union agreements and uh, AOC and all that kind of stuff was what formed Jetstar. So the 717s were the initial part of Jetstar at one point, And now they're generally out in the Qantas link environment doing a lot of the uh, more regional flying and so on. And uh, they're proving to be a very reliable aircraft and uh, doing a lot of really good stuff with not a lot of other aircraft available to replace them. So Qantas is trying to get some more in for that, it would appear.
1: Yes, and this seems to be in response to uh, the increased capacity that their competitors, Virgin, are putting in over on that side of the country in particular, over there in the west. Uh, Those aircraft are actually operated for QantasLink by Cobham.
0: Yep, that's the one, mate, and uh, nothing like a bit of competition from Virgin Australia who are really turning things around and taking it to Qantas pretty hard these days.
1: Absolutely and uh, another group that's taking it uh, pretty hard to Qantas is their uh, pilot union, the Australian and International Pilot Union now. It seems those guys are always uh, blueing with Qantas and uh, I tell you what, uh, as much as we'd all like to hope and I'm sure they would too that uh, things might be a little bit more pleasant this year between uh, the two groups, it certainly doesn't look so although they've struck an agreement, they're still not happy and uh, they're once again going back to Fair Work Australia.
0: That's right mate, Fair Work Australia have determined last year as a subsequent action to the famous Qantas grounding that that the limitation on the claims is uh, kept to two years, not to four. Qantas had requested that uh, the uh, international pilots be locked into agreements for four years, but Fair Work Australia have said, no, just two, which means that in 2014, uh, everything can start up again. So apparently uh, the union is already starting to plan their action, and it's still only January.
1: The uh, union's uh, acting president, Nathan Safe, believe that, Nathan Safe. what a great name for a pilot. Yeah, uh, he said, you're in uh, safe hands quoted here as saying that uh, it was a rebuke to uh, Alan Joyce's hyper-aggressive approach to industrial bargaining. And uh, I'll tell you what, he's, he's right there. Alan Joyce is, uh, certainly doesn't take a back step, that's for sure.
0: No, mate, except when it comes to uh, explaining where things are at with Red Q and all the other Qs that they were going to do with uh, various airlines in Asia, which um, seem to have gone quiet lately. Mm, I think all the
1: iterations of Jetstar are not making a lot of cash.
0: No, things aren't brilliant for Jetstar Japan and Jetstar Pacific over in Vietnam hasn't done any anything good for ages. So, yeah, it's it's making it kind of hard for uh, Qantas to keep saying that Jetstar is great and International is hemorrhaging. The latest is that Senator Nick Xenophon is actually saying, well, hey, if the ACCC reckons that uh, Qantas and Emirates do need to link up uh, because Qantas is losing its International, uh, can we see the figures that uh, the ACCC have seen from Qantas to prove that that's the case? Because no one else has seen them. Qantas keep talking about it, but they haven't given every, any real concrete proof. And yet the ACCC claims to have seen it. So, So the rest of us would like to see it.
1: I'll tell you what, Grant, something else I'd like to see is the new uh, unmanned drone from the UK that's being uh, produced by BAE Systems. And I reckon if I headed out to the Outback in the middle of Australia pretty soon, well, if I was in the right spot, I probably would see it. I don't know, mate. It's stealthy. You probably wouldn't. Well, that's what they're going out there to test, I guess.
0: The uh, British unmanned stealth drone Tyrannus, named after the Celtic god of thunder, is apparently capable of supersonic speeds and carries a weapons payload of missiles and laser-guided
1: bombs. Yes, very interesting. Now, of course, BAE systems have been operating out here uh, for many years, and in fact uh, they've got a a facility here in Melbourne which uh, does a lot of this sort of work, reportedly at least. Uh, They certainly wouldn't uh, talk about that too publicly, I guess, but of course they do like getting out there to the outback because uh, there's not a lot of uh, controlled airspace out there and it's a big empty space where they can uh, get out and test all this sort of stuff and of course uh, you know according to uh, some reports uh, it's not the first time we've seen these uh, unmanned aerial vehicles out here in fact uh, there have been many reports over the years that the United States Air Force has been operating their Global Hawk missions uh, on occasion from RAF Base Edinburgh which is uh, of course near Adelaide in South Australia so there you go
0: yeah. and The problem with Edinburgh is it's pretty close to Adelaide in South Australia and uh, a lot of the spotters come out and hang around because there's you know public land in the area so they can just sit there and take photos of Global Hawks on the taxiway. Hmm, bit of a giveaway that mate.
1: It is, in fact they've got a very very active uh, plane spotting community over there in in Adelaide, we certainly know that. Indeed mate, indeed. Now some uh, helicopter news Grant, we don't often talk about the rotary wing variety but uh, HNZ, is that Helicopters New Zealand? I guess they were formerly Helicopters Australia, they've taken delivery of some uh, Augusta Westland 109 SPs, pretty snazzy looking helicopters too.
0: Very sexy helicopter mate, Uh, they're replacing three EC 145 helicopters, they were shipped to Perth from Italy and uh, reassembled at their Jandicott facility over there in Perth. So currently undergoing some flight tests and expected to all be in service, as you might expect, with mining contracts uh, by the middle of 2013.
1: Yeah, in fact, they've got a 10-year contract, that company, with Rio Tinto, which is a a very, very large mining company working over there in uh, Western Australia, amongst many other places. In fact, a lot of my colleagues uh, go over there to work for Rio Tinto, but it's not to fly helicopters, it's to drive huge locomotives.
0: Oh, really? Big coal trains and
1: things like that. That, huh? Mm, big coal trains and big dollars. I should go over there myself. Oh well, you know, fly in, fly out takes on a whole new meaning when you're driving a train. I'm tipping those trains. They don't move too fast. No, and you
0: wouldn't want to be in one if it's going up against a very solid object. I'll
1: tell you what, Grant, something else that doesn't move too fast is the push to get a second airport at Sydney. And uh, interestingly, uh, with all the people that are saying, no, we don't want it here in our backyard, there's one council that said, yes, we do. But the government said, no, you don't.
0: (laughs) Nice summary, mate. And uh, I haven't really heard from uh, anyone in the the Wyong Council area, which includes Gosford, where my sister happens to live. So I should ask her, "Uh, hey, sis, do you want another international airport on your back door? I think she'd probably say, no way uh, They sort of went there To get away from it all But uh, yeah That's a 900 hectare site North of Sydney And uh, it sort of gets away From the, all the problems Of the uh, the Badgeries Creek layout And things like that But uh, unfortunately It introduces a whole lot Of new problems Like well you know Where's the fast public transport to it? The uh, northern arterial can get blocked pretty well. And Badgerys Creek actually has some amazingly good connectivity if they just finish off a spur line and extend a a motorway and you can get to the airport very easily if they build one there. So, look, everything says Badger's Creek is the place for the second airport. It's all just political crud that's getting in the way.
1: Well, i tell you what, um, I think uh, as we keep saying, I think if we're doing the Australia Desk in 25 years from now, I think we'll still be talking about this issue. Anyway, you're going up to Sydney next week, Grant. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, if I'm really, really lucky, I might even get to fly a balloon out of Parramatta in Western Sydney as part of the Australia Day celebrations, but I don't give myself a huge uh, chance of that because there's a lot of things got to align before I'm allowed to uh, go and have some fun there.
1: So I guess that means you won't be here in the studio next week with me, mate. I'll have to have you on the phone.
0: Well, I'll be driving back down from Sydney bringing one of the company vehicles back on Sunday, so you never know.
1: Well, looking forward to an interesting conversation next week with the uh, patchy mobile reception between Melbourne and Sydney. Until then, <laughs> I'm Steve Visher. And I'm Grant McCarran.